We were just commenting before Mass on what uh, complicated gospel this is and how it almost seems like three or four gospels all put together. But um, you have this little story of Jesus in the fig tree with a story in the middle, which is kind of significant because anytime you put a story in brackets like that in, in ancient writings, it means that they're connected in some way. Um, the fig tree is, is almost definitely a parable for us about bearing fruit and how Jesus looks for fruit on the tree that he wants to bear fruit. Um, there are many other passages in the gospel that talk about that. So it makes sense to interpret it in this way. It's kind of a lived parable. It's Jesus actually physically goes looking for fruit on something instead of just telling a story about it. So um, that kind of makes us ask ourselves, what is, what is the fruit that Jesus is looking for in us in the rest of this passage? Then you go into the story where he's in, in the temple in Jerusalem and he's driving out all of these people who are selling things. And what does he say? He quotes the passage that says, my house shall be called a house of prayer. And you've made it a den of robbers. Um, one of the fruits that Jesus might be looking for is prayer, a spirit of prayer, um, of honor for him in his house. So we can strive to grow in that if we want to be not like the fig tree that gets that's cursed and, and withers up, right? We have to produce the fruit of prayer. Then after, after um, this thing with the fig tree happens, Jesus gives another little discourse to, to his disciples saying, have faith in God and encourages us to believe anything we believe in prayer will be granted to us. So the other fruit that he might ask of us is faith, um, to have a deeper faith, especially when we pray to really believe that what is going to what is going to happen will come to pass. Um, and we know that that's true, right? Uh, you know, in some types of ministry uh, where you're asking for healing and for miracles, a lot depends on your faith, on really believing that what you're gonna ask for will take place. Yesterday I was talking to a woman who went on a, on a charismatic retreat a couple weeks ago, and, um, and they were praying for healings, and they were announcing the healings that were happening, and they said, you should claim it when you, when you feel you've received something. Claim that healing. And they announced that someone was going to be healed of uh, some kind of hip pain. And she was like, oh, that's me. So she claimed it. <laughs> and she, and she was, was telling us that she has like, tested it in several instances where normally she would have a lot of pain. And she hasn't had any since then. So it seems like it actually happened. You know? the, the power of having faith. What a, what a blessing. Um, then there's one more fruit that I think Jesus mentions here. It's the fruit of forgiveness. The very end, after, after talking about moving mountains and stuff, he says, uh, when you stand praying, forgive uh, if you have anything against anyone so that your Father in heaven may forgive your trespasses. And I think it's interesting because he's talking about faith and being able to do great things through faith. And then he says, when you're gonna go to pray, you need to forgive. I think, I think those are tied together because sometimes forgiving is the hardest thing that we can imagine doing. Sometimes when we're asked if we're ready to forgive someone, we say, no, I'd actually rather pray for a mountain to be moved into the sea than have to forgive that person because it seems to us to be the hardest thing in the world. And I think that Jesus wants to give us the grace to forgive. He wants to, uh, to give us that miracle, to move that mountain of unforgiveness in our hearts. I also think it's really interesting that that comes in, in the context of this whole passage of, of Jesus' wrath. You know, he gets mad at the fig tree 
and he curses the fig tree and then it withers up and then he gets mad at the people in the temple and he tells them to, to get out and to stop selling things. Um, and, and the fact that the fig tree actually withers up kind of shows us his power and might make us afraid of, of what God can do. And at the very end of the passage he says, if you want the Father to forgive you, then forgive those in your life that need to be forgiven. Because God does want to forgive. He's not just a God of wrath. He's a God of forgiveness. But he kind of puts this condition that we need to seek forgiveness in our own hearts in order to do that. And since we know that that is sometimes a big mountain that needs to be moved, let's ask God for that grace with great faith.